Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. In this podcast, we are trying to explore the digital revolution that has sort of upended every facet of our lives, personally, professionally, and any spaces in between. We've got a really interesting topic to dig into today, and that is one about having to do with global business, the role of China in the global economy, vendors who are based in around China, and the responsibilities that CXOs have to try to understand these issues and look at it from a point of risk. We've got with us today Suvajit Basu, who is the CIO and Head of IT and Innovation at Goya Foods, and also Tony Uphoff, who is part of the Acceleration Economy Analyst Network and has been a four-time CEO. Suvajit, welcome. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, how did this subject come up? Because you raised it, it, it's quite fascinating. So as the CIO of a big thriving business where data is becoming more essential all the time, you look at something like the proposed acquisition of VMware by Broadcom, and it's got to raise, or it clearly has raised with you some pretty potent questions. Yes, uh, thank you, Bob uh, and Tony. Good to see you all again. Uh, it's a very interesting topic and a topic very near and dear to me. Um, so a few weeks ago, maybe a month uh, uh, plus, uh, we saw in the news that the largest uh, M&A in the history of M&A, $61 billion deal uh, for VMware, to be acquired by Broadcom or vice versa. We don't know how that was completely going to get played out. Uh, but to me, VMware, V as in virtual machine, where as in hardware software, VMware is one of the most important technology companies when it comes to data center. I'll repeat that again for you. Yeah. VMware to me, is one of the most important technology company in the world, in America, for the data center. It powers almost every data center there is. So although there is a journey to cloud computing, most of the IT shops are hybrid shops, meaning we have to have several data centers of our own, and then take advantage of the cloud services that are being de delivered. So some of the software is internal to our data center, and some of the software and hardware is running on an external data center, okay? So for us, we are these this hybrid shop. We want to stay at the state of the art in technology, and we run a lot of our servers on these virtual machines that are powered by VMware. And that is a very, very key thing and a key piece of our technology strategy. Well, Subhajit, you know what you said a, a moment ago about your, your view, and it it's, makes perfect sense that VMware has become one of the most important technology companies in the world because of the role it plays in the data center. That ties directly back to the fact that when uh, a company comes in and wants to acquire it, well, you want to acquire somebody who plays that sort of role, you're going to pay a lot of money in $61 billion. I think only Microsoft's um, 
Microsoft's bid to buy Activision, I think 69 billion is the only one. So this is one of, and that's in gaming. So for enterprise technology, I believe you're right. That is the largest, the highest price anybody's ever paid for a company here, which just underscores your point about how important this is. Um, Tony, what's your reaction here as, uh, you know, somebody, uh, you've been a CEO four times, you understand the interplay with boards and risk. And I think, um, you've got also a pretty strong understanding of the role that IT and IT infrastructure and data access plays, especially in today's world. Well, you've got, you know, a few fascinating things coming together, Bob. You know, I think if, if we look back in history, the idea that a chief information officer would have to be following geopolitical dynamics as a component of their decision-making around a vendor, there's a certain sense of, kind of irony or, or, you know, kind of surprise at that, but that's the reality today. And Subhajit did a beautiful job of talking about the critical, critical nature of this technology and in a hybrid cloud world, which is most every major company, right? It, it, you know, this is something that is really a, a, a massive issue. So if you were a publicly traded company, it's not just the risk of your company, you're now you have a fiduciary responsibility to shareholders to understand, hey, if a transaction is to go through and the ownership structure of this other company perhaps is murky at best and we don't completely understand it, is there risk there? And I, I think, you know, we before we turned the camera on, Bob, we were talking about in a highly competitive world, if you think of risk as simply an, a component of friction, okay. does that, right? put the C-level decision makers and influence in a position to say, hey, let's get two or three other bids on this. Yeah. Let, let's bring in some competitors here just to get a better understanding. And I, I'm not suggesting that C-level folks now need to go on some sort of you know, uh, investigative process to really understand, is the transaction gonna go through? Who are, you know, how is this gonna work? What real risk is there? All I'm pointing out, Bob, is I think this is an opportunity where somebody raises their hand and says, hey, is there an alternative? We're about to renew. Is there an alternative? Or, hey, we're a, a first-time customer, and should we look at an alternative out there? But I will say under the component of risk, to Subhajit's point, I guarantee you there are boards and others, given the, the you know early kind of media attention around this, that are raising their hand and asking these types of questions. And what do you know to be true about boards of directors and particularly publicly traded companies? Let's just avoid risk. Yeah. We just rather avoid risk if we can. Suvaji, would you track us through your thinking on this a little bit? You mentioned about a month ago when this came up. How has this affected your outlook and what those, as Tony pointed out, those potential new entrants into the conversation could be? Well, uh, the number one concern every CIO has in their mind on 2022-2023 is cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cybersecurity is the number one issue on all our minds. How do we protect our company's uh, data assets? Uh, how do we protect our company from risk and downtime? Uh, and, and it's all related to cybersecurity, right? So if... VMware is now acquired by a uh, US or American entity, whoever it is that raises the risk 
profile of a very important company like this, we have to address it head on, right? Because you could have uh, this data being exfiltrated at, uh, at a system level uh, and, and then the vendor also has now clear access into every data center we have, right? That raises our risk. So cybersecurity threat and the threat of who has access into our data centers become very, very important and a very, very important question for us to be able to answer. Uh, so that is why we are raising uh, raising this concern. Actually, VMware had that at their annual conference in San Francisco two weeks ago. I was there to understand from the people directly what their thinking is, how they are going, et cetera. You know? And I made it a point to go firsthand and see uh, what this incredible company was doing and how this M&A transaction was going to get played out. Suvajit, without asking you to share any confidential details, were you, uh, as you made those inquiries, were you, were you happy or satisfied with what you were told? Um, I'm neither happy nor completely satisfied okay. with what I was told, right? Because, look, M&A is part of high-tech, uh, you know, yep. uh, companies in every space of high-tech, hardware, software, cybersecurity, they go through M&A on a regular basis. That is not the main issue here for an important company. It, the key thing is... Uh, who will have access to my data center and to my data? And does it raise the risk? That is yeah. that is the biggest question and challenge I have. Subhajit, I'd add to your point, you know, this is a, a an MA transaction taking place when the number one topic and issue on your mind, along with every other CIO, is cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. I think if we went back a decade ago, while cybersecurity was important because of the flow of data and how we're managing data has, you know, we've seen a step change in technology over the last decade. I think this is a different era. And, and I think it underscores your point. I think, you know, it, it, had this been in a different era, we've always seen m and as a part of technology as it is in most every industry, but this is a different era. The stakes are higher, the risk is higher, and we have seen unfortunately, examples of access to data that was used inappropriately and, and, uh, and criminally in, in some cases. So, you know, it's, it's a big deal given the era of technology that we're in, I would argue. Yes, that's a very important point you bring up, Tony. And let's talk about a few of this epoch era in terms of technology, right? Remember the IBM PC and the laptop the IBM laptop was one of the best laptops out there. Everybody loved their keyboard, their technology, et cetera. Uh, they were acquired by a company, Lenovo, which was ultimately sold to outsiders. And what we came to know is that there, there was a chip right within these laptops that could have posed a security threat. You know, uh, We actually stopped buying Lenovo laptops when yep. 
the specter of that really came up, right? Uh, so that is a very important thing. In more recent times, if you look at Broadcom per se, they tried to buy um, uh, Qualcomm to become the undisputed leader in the 5G space. And that was stopped by the US government, right? And there was a lot of legal writing going back and forth around that. Again, from my point of view, it is the threat of a heightened risk, right? Yeah. I was in yeah. Europe and I was talking to some of our telecom consultants over there. They were really concerned about this and what was going to happen. And they have worked with different companies internationally. They have traveled to Asia for, for conferences and so on. But there was a heightened, heightened risk around 5G. And now we have the heart of the data center being touched potentially by outside companies. And that's what is making me think otherwise. More recently this morning, I saw Nutanix, a competitor of VMware, send an email out to their potential clients and so on, said VMware, W-H-E-R-E. -E. That was the headline of their email. Wow. VMware. Yes. So there's a lot of FUD fear, uncertainty, and doubt being thrown out there. And I think we as CIOs and businessmen and CEOs and boards have to come together to understand, is this FUD real or yeah. fiction? Yeah. Yeah, and Suvajit, it's interesting, right, that you raised that point about FUD because it has been used uh, maybe traditionally, historically, um, when a competitor doesn't have anything significant to offer. So let me try to, you know, raise some, a specter of doubt. I would tie your mention of FUD here. I think it's a brilliant point to what you had said a moment ago. The CIO has to be concerned about the threat of a heightened risk, not just the threat that, you know, it's this company or that company might be doing the acquisition. The risk could go up. It will go up. What then do you do with it? How much risk in these times is tolerable, especially when you're talking, Subhajit, about somebody that, you know, you have made such a clear point about how strategically vital VMware has become for every midsize and large company in the world, <clears throat> access to data at the heart of the data center, knowing what's going on. So at that point, you've got to play some calculus here right across the board. You know, maybe they have the superior technology, but if their level of risk is raised beyond a certain point, then you know the CIO, the CEO, the board has to step in and make a different type of decision. It's a wild, wild situation. I'm, I'm just so happy you raised this. Hey, Bob, if I could add to that, I think one of the things that that is a, a critical responsibility for boards and you know the C-suite in companies is exactly what you're touching on, which is really risk mitigation. You know, most people think of risk as uh-oh, there's a problem and I need to deal with the problem. That's actually not what risk is. Risk is an assessment and you have to have plans to mitigate that risk. And I think what Subhajit's surfacing here is whether it is a, a high risk, a medium risk or a low risk, it's a risk nonetheless. And you know, a, a board of directors and the C-suite has a huge fiduciary responsibility to mitigate that risk, hopefully, you go down the road and the risk never really came about. 
right? But that's going to come by companies determining how do I mitigate a potential risk? And boy, it's a, you know, it's not an in, inconsiderable one given the dynamics that Subhajit has has laid out. Uh, Subhajit, if I could uh, ask a question here, right? Um, you know, we've seen in, in books or movies, it's almost become a cliche. Hey, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, and, you know, th that can give us varying degrees of comfort or discomfort. So I think it's fascinating that uh, it was Subhajit that, that um, attempted acquisition uh, of Qualcomm by Broadcom four years ago that surfaced this notion that the five-letter acronym CFIUS, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. It is chaired by the Secretary of the Treasury, and it has representatives from 16 different governmental agencies, including Defense, State, and Commerce. Now, in 2018, they stepped forward and made a pretty definitive point here in challenging Broadcom's ability to buy Qualcomm due to these notions of national security. Um, I would be interested, Suvajit, to know if you feel that in the role that you play, the responsibility you have to your company, are you looking for any guidance or help or comfort in some ways from this uh, Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S.? Um. I think government's job is to make business feel comfortable, yeah. uh, to create an atmosphere uh, where uh, businesses can thrive and and work in an equitable and um, you know ethical manner. Right. Yeah. So ethics is very important over here. Uh, I leave it up to the people in the government to figure out. Uh, how to address this, and uh, but our perspective uh, as CIOs uh, running multi-billion-dollar company and their technology, uh, you know, uh, is very important to them. Also, I know that uh, just like they're very important to us. Yeah, Tony, I'd like to ask each you gentlemen for a final thought on this. Tony, to you first, and then Subhajit will come over to you. Hey, well, first of all, my thanks to Sivaji for joining us this morning and talking about this. I think it's such a beautiful example of the times we're living in, number one. And number two, the roles and responsibility of the folks around the table that are making these decisions. And I, I, I think, you know, I oftentimes overuse the expression, Bob, of going from checkers to chess. But I think this is a great example that the complexity around what you might think of as sort of a linear decision around a vendor or a technology provider or the renewal of, of some sort of uh, a license or something, there's a lot of complexity around that. And, and I think this idea that um, keeping uppermost in your mind safety and, and risk mitigation, particularly around cybersecurity is so critical. Um, and I think it, it um, also underscores, Bob, um, we, we are now all technology companies. Regardless of the industry that we are in, we run our business and are growing our businesses through the use of technology. And the, the genie's not going back in the bottle. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a reality. And I think these, this type of complexity is, um, is only going to continue, if you will. Uh, and, and I applaud Subhajit and, and, uh, and his colleagues for really taking that second level of thinking to, to uh, critical decisions around something like this. 
I just want to add to what Tony is saying, Bob. The importance of VMware permeates through every industry, every industry. I'm in food and beverage. Okay. Healthcare is running VMs. Wall Street finance is running VM. There is military is running VM. There is no single industry that I can think of that is not running VMware today. And that is the cyber threat we are talking about, the heightened level of risk we are talking about here. Suvajit, one final question for you just again in this in this wrap-up. It really does illuminate, as Tony pointed out here some, the role that you as a CIO play, right? What are your, your priorities and the responsibilities? So just please, your, your a final thought on that. Cybersecurity is a priority for us. Keeping the technology stack modern, meaning innovation uh, that continues to happen. We have to stay nimble uh, with technologies like the cloud or virtual machines or hybrid cloud, et cetera. Uh, and then reliability, uptime, et cetera. We got to keep that be available. Lastly, we are in a 5G modern world, right? That means the edge has come outside. We have the cloud and all these outside devices, smartphones, et cetera, are connecting to the cloud. So how do we manage this incredible mobile smart environment that is out there and keep that, keep that moving while uh, you know, our businesses are marching forward uh, lockstep with technology, right? So th th those are those are the key things. And lastly, people, people, we we have, uh, you know, are we going to work from home? Are we going to work from the office? Are we going to address it in a hybrid way? Uh, this uh, pandemic, everything has had a tremendous effect on the workforce. So how do we? lead how do we put our arms around our colleagues and people and how do we move forward is what's going to really take us to the next level as a country as a community etc right so those are the important points how do we hire talent how do we retain talent how do we grow talent in addition to technology and the processes that we have yeah well suji great points tony thank you um Everybody, Tony Uphoff is a, a key member of the Acceleration Economy Analyst Network. Suvajit Basu is uh, the CIO, Head of IT and Innovation at Goya Foods. And earlier this year at Cloud Wars Expo, Suvajit told us that in the 86-year history of Goya, it happened in spite of the recession uh, to have its best year ever. So all in the context of all the things Suvajit talked about to IT, clearly at Goya is helping to drive growth and innovation there. So gentlemen, thank you. It's been a fascinating conversation. Really, really appreciate it. And Suvajita in particular, thanks so much for raising this vital issue. Thank you, thanks, Bob. Tom. Thank you, Tony. All right, Suvajit, thanks. Good to see you. Gentlemen, thank you. And folks, thanks Bye to now. all of you for being with us here in Cloud Wars Live. We hope to bring more interesting perspectives like this to you about the shifting roles of decision-making, uh, risk, growth, people, and so on. It, it's not a linear world anymore. 
but it's one we're uh, delighted to have the chance to to discuss these issue with you and raise these uh, alongside some of the experts that we have here. Thanks, folks. We'll see you soon.